How many of you were here last week? Okay. Now, hold on a second. Those of you who were not here last week, you're not disqualified, and I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. So those of you who were here last week, you're probably recognizing that Pastor Bernie isn't here. So you're probably thinking, yes, he's not going to hold us to the challenge that he challenged us to. Well, we can be thankful because Pastor Daniel remembered the, the challenge. So um, instead of my offering message or any offering message, um, you guys can go ahead and just pass the buckets right now. But what we're going to do is we're just going to um, ask if there are any testimonies. So those of you who, who weren't here last week, um, we had a really great message about stepping out, being led, sharing your testimony. Um, I encourage you to listen to it. It's on SoundCloud. Um, Pastor Daniel spoke it, and he'll do a recap in a little bit. Um, but the challenge was thrown out to step out in faith in a way that you wouldn't normally do and just be sensitive to what God's wanting you to do, just to step out and reach out to somebody. But here was, the, here was the, uh, the catch, the hook. It had to be between last Wednesday and this Wednesday. So we really wanted to stretch you in a way to, to let you know that this is something you can do on a daily basis. It doesn't have to be right after you go to church on Wednesday. So... Those of you who weren't here, if you had an encounter or some type of testimony where God used you between last week and this week, don't, don't disqualify yourself in this. But those of you who were here and accepted the challenge and stepped out, if you have a testimony, I want to ask you to come up and share that. Yeah, um, well, I'd like to start by saying I was really blessed to be able to go to the Power and Love Conference. Mm -hmm. So that really helped me out a lot, but I've been going uh, and meeting with people that I met there on a weekly basis, and we go out actually in the community and pray for people. And so this past week, it was actually really incredible because we um, break up in teams of two, maybe three, and um, we were able to pray for a girl named Megan who had a broken foot. She had the boot on and crutches and everything. Um, and just released the pain from her broken foot and healed her. Um, and another uh, member of our team, we were at Meyer, <laughs> and they were praying for someone like in the bandage section, you know, he's trying to get stuff for his foot also. He had just come from the med center. They didn't know what to do for his pain. He was just in extreme pain in his foot, and, and he was like trying to find something for relief. And so our teammates prayed for him, and he just went from a 10-level pain to zero. He was yes. completely healed. He was so excited. He wanted to take his picture with the guy that prayed for him. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Stay here a minute, okay? One more? Okay, go ahead and go with that. Um, another of our team members actually went downtown to, like, the Heartside District, and they were praying for a guy, I think his name was Matt, Charlie. He was in a wheelchair. Um, and again, he couldn't walk because he's been in this wheelchair. Um, they prayed for him. He was able to get up out of his wheelchair and he was dancing in the street. Yes, that is awesome. That is awesome. All right, so who here has foot pain or a broken foot? Anyone? 
You don't have to lie. I'm glad that you don't. So don't hurt your foot just to, I just wanted to check. Okay, okay. Because whenever there's a testimony of a healing, that is one of the best times to pray for that very thing. Because it's Jesus' testimony as prophecy for something that can happen again in the future. So just always want to be sensitive to that. And that's, that's something that I share with you too, that um, just to be aware of, you know, when you're walking this, this walk, whenever you share your testimony, the very things that you've been set free from, when you share that testimony, the same power is there, right there with you at that time. So ask them, you know, if there is something that they relate to in your story and pray for that breakthrough right then and there for them to receive that breakthrough as well. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. All right. Who else? Do we have anyone else that has a testimony? Come on. You can come forward. Awesome. I love this. This is the best. All right. What's your name? My name is Jaden. Jaden. Awesome. Hi. Hi, Jaden. Um, me and my mom um, live in Red Pine Court in Harlem, Michigan. Awesome. Do you like living there? Yeah. Yeah? What's special about it? That my grandma and grandpa can cook and we can eat. That's awesome. Do you know who Jesus is? Have you heard of Jesus before? Yeah. Yeah? What, what, can you tell me something good about Jesus? That he's the son of God. That he's the son of God. Awesome. Did you know that Jesus heals? So, like, that lady just shared a testimony about um, that person, their foot got healed. Did you know that Jesus can do that? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever prayed for somebody to be healed before? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Can you tell me what happened? Um... Someone at Mem was at Lowe's had a broken foot and they were unconscious. They were unconscious? Yeah. What happened? Do you do you know anything else? They had that purple vein. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. Do you have the rest the rest of the story? Well that's not the only thing. My son is six years old, and you know how we never think of the little ones, you know? We always think we hush them. We sometimes send them into the nursery. And Well, my son, he always goes into the sanctuary with me. I go to another church over in Holland. He always goes into the sanctuary with me. He always worships, and he always listens to the word with me. And he's over at his school and he's playing like he's worshiping. He's singing Jesus songs all this time. And the kids get so influenced, and they sing right with him. And I just see that he brings a lot of joy. I'm sorry. I'm really emotional because I never thought I'd be able to have kids. <laughs> and at the supper table, my grandma couple days before Memorial Day, she broke her leg in a freak fall, and she's like 89 years old. She's really frail, and so she had to have really, really major constructive surgery on her leg to 
in order for her to use it, and she has not been able to take many steps. Well, my son at the supper table has been praying that God will heal her. And we just found out Monday she was able to take 15 steps. Yeah, 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 yeah. So please, if, you, if your parents, if your aunts and uncles, grandparents, don't hinder your child's spirit for the Lord, because he, if he can do powerful things with my son, who is six years old, he can do powerful things in your life, too. That is so cool. Will you stay up here, buddy? Can you stay up here? You want to help me? You want to help me with something? Okay. So I'm going to ask, and this is going to take a little bit of boldness, um, but this is going to be cool. (laughs) Um, Okay. So anyone that's struggling with depression, anyone that's struggling with ADHD, ADD, um, anyone that is struggling with... um, obsessive compulsive um, or anyone who is struggling with some type of um, neuro um, inability or, or just just anything in the brain that is not normal um, would you please come forward we want to pray for you and actually I'm not going to my, my buddy here is going to pray for you so it takes a little bit, bit of boldness and it's it's quite okay if it's something that you're dealing with but anything in the brain um, like I said, it can be depression, anxiety, um, even, um, I'm going to say like brain fog or even like, like you can't really focus that well. You used to be able to focus very well, um, but for whatever reason you've been distracted and it's almost like there's a cloud and you, you can't really focus that well. Does that apply to anybody? Because that is something I am passionate against. It's such a lie from the enemy. Nobody. Okay. Do we have somebody? Okay, we do. And you know what? If this is something that you're not sure of and it applies to you, I want you to receive this as we pray, pray for them as well, too. You don't have to be up here. You can receive it from where you're, where you're sitting. Both of you. Okay. So you just put your hands out. Both of you, put your hands out. And, buddy, I'm going to have you just... Put your hands right here, okay? Now, I'm just going to have you um, speak for, for healing in their brains, okay? So just say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Brain. Brain. I command you to be healed. I command you to be healed. No more sickness. No more sickness. No more disease. No more disease. Be healed. Be healed. Now. Now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Devil. Don't. Devil. Devil. Go. Go. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for helping. You guys can be seated. Awesome. Do we have anyone else that would like to share a testimony? Can I tell it? We'll stick with the testimony. I was just trying to... Avoid the awkwardness. We'll just do the testimony for now. Um, um, Monday, I had um, news from my sister that my estranged daughter, who lives in Wisconsin, who is pregnant, 
um, as a surrogate mom. And my two little grandchildren um, was so upset with uh, some information that I sent them. Um, and my son, uh, that she had a bad car accident and was almost killed. And um, so I, I became very angry. Um, and what I've been understanding is when I don't understand something, um, it causes pain. And I think when I, I feel that pain, I'm opening up myself to get manipulated by the devil, uh, that he suggests lies, and it hurts. And, um, and so I, I became very angry and um, was just uh, saying things, and then I thought, and I was by myself. Um, I was also talking to my sister, and I was just, God, this is not right. What is this? Is this a spirit of pride? I just became so angry, and then the next morning I woke up, and it was still there, and I had asked God to remove it, and I just begged him. I just said, Lord, please, if it's a spirit of pride, whatever this is, um, if there's a, a spirit of anger on me, um, just stop it. Just stop it. Please remove it. Remove this pain. And all of a sudden, it just, I felt this warm warmth um, that I equate that the blood of Jesus and the water just washing over me from uh, over my head and just coming down um, in complete peace. And, um, and so the Lord just loves us and he wants us to pray and uh, just always reach out and don't listen to lies. Um, like I was listening to lies again today. And so he just wants us to trust and wants, um, he wants to heal us and protect us. And he causes good. Uh, he causes good out of everything. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's a really good point. And I was actually going to encourage you um, after hearing that to ask him what lie you might be believing. And that, that's very good. God can meet us and he can heal us where we're at. However, he also wants it to be prevented from happening in the future. So if there's a lie that you're believing that's continually taking you to that place of pain, he wants to reveal that lie to you so you don't have to go through that place of pain again. So awesome. Thanks for sharing. Um, and at this time, Pastor Daniel's going to come up, and we are just going to um, just really break down what we were talking about in the last message that we had last week and just make some things really practical. And this is going to be a, a fun conversation that we're going to have for you guys. How's everybody doing tonight? Awesome. Well, uh, last week, if you were here, if you remember, and if you weren't, this is just a, a quick recap. I had the, the opportunity to share the word, and uh, we talked about sharing your faith. And not just sharing your faith, but doing it like Jesus. You know, the Bible says he's our author, and he's the finisher of our faith. And there's a lot of things that God calls us to do, and there are specific things that he calls us to do in a specific way so we can be effective in doing it. And so we talked about the woman at the well, and we saw three things. We took away three things when, when talking about sharing your faith. And, you know, part of the testimonies tonight was what God did, but, you know, specifically, how did God use you to step out and to share your faith? And those three things were caring. Sharing always starts with caring. Uh, Pastor Ryan kind of mentioned that during the prayer time after worship. Uh, the second thing was being led by God. In this specific context, Jesus had a word of knowledge for the woman at the well. 
And because of that, spirit-led and stepping out, that was effective so much to the point where her whole town was able to listen to Jesus. And the third part is sharing your story. Everybody's got a story, just like we're listening to these testimonies tonight. You know, whether it's something miraculous that happened or simply uh, just knowing that you were once blind and now you see, you were lost, but now you're found, that is a testimony in itself. And because of that, Jesus is asking us to share that because somebody needs to, to hear that. So tonight, as Pastor Ryan said, uh, we're going to teach and we're going to just really have a conversation about being led by God, about stepping out and being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, it is so important, this subject, being led by God, is so important regarding sharing your faith, but certainly not limited to that. I mean, we need that when we're sharing our faith, but we also need that in just about anything we do. In uh, John chapter 14... Verse 16, the Bible says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Uh, it's just amazing uh, portion of scripture where, where, where Jesus is telling his disciples, I have to go. You know, I'm going to have to die and I'm going to have to be caught up and go back to heaven. And the disciples are, you know, concerned because the last three years they've been walking and they've been talking with Jesus. They had this amazing insight of, of, of being able to listen to the teachings of Jesus to listen to some of his sermons and to the way he brought the gospel. And even within that, they had the opportunity to ask Jesus questions. There was parables that not the multitudes couldn't understand, but Jesus would take his disciples out to the side and he would explain them these parables. Knowing that Jesus is the Christ, knowing that Jesus is truth, they're concerned. I mean, I think we'd be concerned too if we'd been walking with Jesus the last three years, changed our life, changed, you know, mankind, humanity. And he's saying, now I'm going to die. And it's like, whoa, what's going on? What are we going to do? Jesus is saying here, I'm going to die. I'm going to be, I'm going to raise from the dead. And I'm not going to physically be here anymore. But, but you know what? It's to your benefit because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And he's going to show you things. He's going to be inside of you. It says in John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth comes, talking about the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. And so we're just going to, you know, we've, we're literally practicing what we're about to preach. This is just something that the Lord put on our hearts. Uh, it's not, you know, something we normally do on a weekly basis on Wednesday nights, but we're just going to have a conversation we prayed about this, and we just feel like there are specific things and, and talking points, if you will, that we'd like to share with you guys regarding how to be led and being led by the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And, and the first thing that we really want to start with, just so that everyone can just open their ears to, to what's said tonight, and um, this, this is like the intro to being led by Jesus, because it, 
as soon as we start thinking about it, we start to think of, okay, how do I do it? Do I know if I'm doing it right? Can I do it? Does that mean that, that so-and-so can do it? Well, they seem to be doing it better, so what does that make me? How does God see me? What do I do? And like, do, I do, do I go left? Do I go right? The first place that we have to start with anything in, in being led by him is realizing that anyone who has Jesus in their heart has the ability to be led by him. I just want you to hear that because everything that we're going to talk about from this point forward, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, this applies to you. I mean, it's pretty evident that little boy, he knows Jesus and he's being led. So it's obvious age doesn't qualify you. It's obvious that um, college diploma doesn't qualify you or even I'll throw this one out there and, and I, I don't hear this the wrong way. But biblical knowledge does not qualify you. The thing that qualifies you is Christ. So we want to start from that. And then just a, a scripture that we want to share with that is uh, John 10, 27. It's, it's simple. It says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I'll add to that, like um, last week I made this statement. I said, not everybody is called to be an evangelist, but everybody is called to share their testimony. And I'd add to that, not everybody is called to be an intercessor, but everyone is called to pray. Not everyone is called to prophesy and to give words of knowledge, but everyone who has the Holy Spirit inside of them has and is called to hear his voice. I like this uh, uh, version, the TLB version, that says, my sheep recognize my voice. It's like not only do I hear or know, but I recognize it. I, I, I recognize when God is talking. And I think that uh, when we talk about being led by God, this is something that can be developed and should be developed. Um, you know, we, some of us have been coming to church and have been um, learned in the, in the things of the word of God more than others. But this isn't something that will carry on with you. Uh, with how much time you've been at church, depending on the time and depending on what you have done in the past time with being at church and with learning from God will determine your familiarity with the voice of God. I mean, how many of you guys have kids? Yeah? Uh, I think that no matter what, uh, you're going to have kids who are going to be, you know, crying for you or, or needing you. We have three kids. And because of the times that I spend with my kids and because of the relationship that I have with my kids, I can hear something from the, the second floor and I'm on the first floor and I, can, I know who it is. I know like just by a, a, a yell or just by, you know, calling my name or calling my wife's name, oh, that's Judah. Yeah, like I know that's Judah. He doesn't have to say, hey, this is me, dad. This is what I need from you. Just by calling and screaming out. Why? Because I recognize his voice. And that recognition is going to come from a place of relationship. And that relationship is something that, depending on how much you put into it, will depend on your growth and your recognition of that voice. Absolutely. I might be jumping the gun, but um, this, this fits in. Is, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, that if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. And it's so true that the closer we... Um, set ourselves to be postured next to him, the more that that development is going to take place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing that, 
that we'll, we'll say with this is when, when, when you're talking about being led by God, being, staying sensitive is very essential with that. Um, we were talking about this, and you were talking about the, the, the attention. Go ahead and, and, and talk, talk on that. Yeah, yeah, attention. You know, we know that we have an enemy. You know, the Bible is very clear that we have an enemy. Uh, the Bible says that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And when we hear that, you know, we, we start to think of things like, you know, he, he can um, kill, steal, and destroy in the area of finances, in the area of marriage, in the, in the area of um, our health. But one thing that we forget is he is really wanting to steal our attention. He wants to distract us. And that's something that we need to be aware of because if we are distracted from our focus on God, we can't be sensitive. We can't be in that place to where we are constantly open to what God's wanting to do. And that's, that's something that, you know, the enemy loves to do, but that's something that we can do on our own very well. And the enemy doesn't need help in that area. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, as you're, as you're trying to be led by God and as, as you're wanting to hear from him and it feels like you're not hearing him or if it feels like you're not getting direction in a certain area, I want to challenge you and start looking at, okay, what's distracting you? What's taking your focus off of what's really needing to happen? And I was, I was talking with God about this just the other night, and that's, that's why it came up in conversation. And he was showing me. He was showing me um, certain things. Like he said, whenever you reach for your phone, he told me, whenever you reach for your phone, that you are being distracted. Now, there are certain times when I need to reach to my phone for work or I need to reach to my phone to, to listen to a message or, or, you know, a lot of our Bibles are on the phone. But anything outside of the context of what God's called us to do and God's called us to be, it's a distraction. And it's not necessarily meant to be heard as condemnation. It's just an awareness. It's just an awareness, you know. So, so to, to be aware of what it is that you're focusing your attention on. And when you eliminate distractions, you become more sensitive to hearing him. Um, I'll just... Uh, do a tag team on that and say that, you know, being sensitive and attentive is not just on what you abstain from, but it's also in what you are doing with your time. And, and, and when you talk about the spiritual things, because being led by God, being led by the Holy Spirit is from your spirit. You understand? Like, it's not from your mind. It's not from a place of intellect or logic. It's not even a place from your experience. It's not a place from what you feel and your, and your, and your uh, senses, but it is a place from your spirit. And because it is very spiritual, um, you know, things that are spiritual that will grow your spirit are very vital and very key in, when we talk about being led by God and developing uh, when God is prompting you and, and listening to his voice. And uh, a few of these things that are so uh, foundational but important are reading your word, reading the Bible, reading the scriptures on a, on a consistent basis. Prayer will, will, will keep you. I mean, prayer is conversation with God. Prayer isn't just you and throwing some Hail Mary and just being like, God, I hope you, you hear this. But prayer is you talking to God and you listening from God. And the other thing is fasting. Fasting it will always uh, bring you to a place, uh, a sensitivity from the things of God. 
Now with that, uh, there's always a, uh, a, 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 an inclination to feel condemned and to say, yeah, I got to read the Bible more, man. Ah, I got I to gotta stop and I got to start doing this and that. But these three things, reading the Bible and, and praying and fasting and, and things that are spiritual, coming to church, these things uh, do not make God love you more. Like we don't do these things to gain righteousness from God. There is a place that this has in your life. The reason we pray, the reason we read the word and we put the, the scriptures inside of us, the reason we fast is because it's effective. That's why we do it. It's not so that God can love us more. Like sometimes, I don't know about you, but especially growing in the, in the church as a, as a teenager and, and young adult, I would see different people get used by God. And, man, I would desire that. And I would see different things happening with, through different people. And, I, I, man, he must be praying. He must be, like, God really must love him. Like, he must be, have a special uh, a thing going on with God. But really, you know, that's not the case. It's just that chances are that individual um, stayed in a place, a position where he or she can hear God because he or she is in the scriptures more often. Because he or she is praying. They, they had, there's a continual conversation with God. When you're, con- when you're conversing with God on a, on a daily basis, then you are already expecting to hear from God. And if you're already expecting to hear from God, that's faith. And you are going to, because of your expectation, because of uh, you and knowing the scriptures, uh, you are going to be in a better position and a place to hear from God. It's not because God loves you more because you read your word. No, it's, it's more effective. It's going to it's it's bless you in, in many different ways. And one of those ways is, you know, being familiar and hearing God when he speaks to you. So I want to just throw that out there and make sure that, you know, this isn't like condemning anybody. This is, you should do this so that, you know, it, it doesn't work that way. That's called works. And this is grace. This is because of Jesus, I can hear God's voice. Not because of me. Not because of Ryan. Not because Ryan's, a, you know, he knows Greek and stuff. No. Not because Ryan prays every day. No. The reason he prays every day is because it works. Not, not to get, a, you know, a special thing going with God. Yeah, and, and that's so true. We don't do those things to gain. We do those things to reveal. We do those things to reveal who God is so that we can see him, and we do those things so that he can reveal who we are. And what's that, what's that message we're listening to, the Andrew Womack one? He says it's not a faith problem. What is it? It's an, it's an unbelief problem or something like that. It, it, the context is, is, is we have the faith in us. We just need to believe we have it, you know? And, and that's, that's what uh, Pastor Daniel's talking about because when it comes to being led by God, it takes faith. But if, if we don't have that nearness and that sensitivity and that awareness of who we are and drawing near to him, we're not going to realize that we actually have the faith in order to do it. And I just want to share a quick story on that um, about how it takes faith. We're not always going to get the full picture um, when God shows us something or when God's leading us somewhere. You've, you've been here on a Wednesday night where God will just give me a picture and I'm like, 
okay, I got to trust that this little girl in the bunny mask that I'm seeing has to do with something. And Ginger, if you're here, it had to do with, yeah, it had to do with her little girl. I, I did not see the whole picture. I just, I just saw some of it. And I was like, okay, God, I, I feel like you're leading me to say something. So by faith, I'm going to step out. And then he meets you as you open your mouth. He puts words in your mouth. But this happened probably, I was looking through this when I went home and I found this um, testimony. This happened probably seven, eight years ago when Marilyn Hickey was here. She was here during a 9.30 service, um, and it was, I'm, I'm thinking it was the one, I'm pretty sure, she just said, the people that I'm going to pray for healing for, I'm just going to pray specific things for people to get healed. And she prayed for like warts and bumps and goiters and all this other stuff, and, and um, it, was, it was just one of those things that you don't normally hear, you know? And um, at the time, our, our daughter um, was in the nursery, and she was dealing with molluscum. Um, which is bumps on her arms, and, and we're looking at each other. My wife's like, well, let's, let's stand up believing for our daughter. Um, and, and we stood up and, and um, went to pick her up, and, and her arm was already showing signs of healing because um, with molluscum, it actually starts to look worse before it, it gets better. Um, and I won't explain that because it grosses me out. But um, so, so she was here during a 930 service, and, and I felt like God was saying you need to stay. You need to stay. I'm like, that's, that's weird. I'd never, I've never felt that way before. Like I needed to stay specifically for another service. And I didn't understand it. And, and so I think my, my wife left or dropped me off. Or I don't remember the circumstances. But I was in the parking lot deciding to go back into the building for the 1130 service. And as I was walking through the parking lot, I felt God was saying, you don't need to go to service. You need to go to the ground floor. I was like, wow, this is really weird. And um, it was during a time where, where I had never really done anything like that before. And as I'm walking in the parking lot, a piece of the picture came into play. And this, this guy walks up to me that I know, and um, he said, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to service. I was here for first service. I just feel like I'm supposed to stay for second service. And he goes, okay, well, why don't you come into the ground floor with me? I was like, okay, this is starting to make sense. So went into the ground floor, um, and as I went in, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I kind of feel weird here and out of place and didn't know too many people. And so I sat all the way in the back, and there was like one kid in this row, and I sat next to this, this one kid. And during service, God had given me some words to share to him. And so I was like, okay, and I'm writing it down on a piece of paper. And, and after service, I just said to him, I said, hey, I just want to give this to you. I really feel like God's, God's speaking this to you, you know. And um, so cool, right? Don't know what that's about. So I'm walking back to the back of the room, and uh, I know somebody else that was there. And I just shared with him. I was like, man, you're never going to believe what happened. You know, I felt like God was telling me to stay. And, and this person met me in the, the parking lot. And he told me to go to the ground floor. And, and that was a confirmation. I sat down, and God gave me these words for, the, for this kid. And I'm just like, wasn't that cool? And he's like, what kid was it? And I was like, that one right there. And he goes, oh. He goes, that's the kid there was a mom that poked her head in here and I went back to the door because I saw her peeking in here and she was checking on that specific kid because she said that he was really struggling and he was really suffering with something and she wanted to make sure that he was actually in the ground floor because she thought that maybe he would try to skip out. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. That is truly amazing. And 
in that moment, I realized that I didn't have the whole picture, but as I stepped out in faith, God started to confirm some things to me. And it was a time of training for me. It was a time of development like we talked about. But then to tie a bow on the entire thing, um, after that whole thing happened, the guy that told me to go to the ground floor, he hands me a piece of paper, and he says, you have what it takes. I was like, wow. I could have never thought that that entire thing would have happened within a small 30-minute window. You know, if, if I would have said, okay, God, I need you to show me why you need me to stay at church. And if, you, you know, if he wouldn't have revealed something to me, I could have been like, oh, okay, you obviously don't want me to stay and just be like, okay. But no, I just, I just decided, okay, by faith, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I'm going to trust that you're going to meet me as I, as I step out because I feel like you're leading me in this direction. That's right. I mean, anything you do for God is going to take faith. The Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. It says that the just shall live by faith. There's never a time that we get to in our, in our walk with God where we don't need to use faith anymore. Like faith is essential. We will need faith for receiving Jesus. You will need faith for walking with Jesus. You will need faith with sharing Jesus. You will need faith for hearing and being led by God. Uh, I love this story in 1 Kings with Elijah. Uh, Elijah just had called down fire from heaven. You know, he just, he just handled business. He, he went ahead and showed these people that God is real and, and, and Baal is, is not a, really a God. And so he was able to do something just miraculous and powerful. But after that happened, Jezebel sends word to Elijah that the way he just, what he just did to the prophets of Baal, he, she's going to do to him. So he runs in, in, in just fear of his life, and he's in this cave. And, and 1 Kings 19, 11 says, Then God said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire... A still small voice. So it was, when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle, went out to the, and, and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? I think one of the reasons it takes faith is because God doesn't do the same thing the same way every time. Like if that was the case, I think we would have God figured out by now. You know, but here we are. Elijah just did something Miraculous, something powerful. I mean, fire came down from heaven and burnt the altar. And now he's in a cave and there's earthquakes and there's this strong wind and there's just this violent, you know, just miraculous thing happening, but yet God's not there. God is in the stillness. God is in the, in, 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 in this case, he was in something that was very gentle. Now, that doesn't mean that God is always gentle or always in the still small voice, but it means that he can be. It doesn't mean that God is always in the fire from heaven, but it means he can be. And so we have to have faith and to, to listen and hear God and say, you know, I'm not going to make a doctrine. I'm not going to make this, or, or, or this isn't going to shape my belief system because it happened before and it worked and it was effective. I'm just going to know that this is what lines up with scripture. And if it's what God is telling me and it might be different, I'm going to exercise my faith and I'm going to step out and trust that. 
Uh, we, and, and, and being led by God, that is very key, is that you have to have faith. And, and a lot of times um, when Pastor Ryan's up here, you know, sometimes he has a word out here. And we talk about it afterward, and it's like, you know, nine times out of ten, he had one word out of a phrase or a few sentences that God needed to speak. And it's like when Peter walked out and he, he stepped out on water, I mean, he had to first step out and his foot had to first touch the water for him to know that he was able to walk on water. And I think that that's same, the same thing with, with being led by God is you have to take a step. You have to take a step by faith. You might not know um, the whole story. You might not have all of the, of the direction, but you have a piece. And I think this is very, you know, key with whether you're going to step out and share your faith and your story with somebody or whether this is um, concerning a, a decision that's going to affect your life. If, whatever the case may be, being led by God takes faith. And you might have a peace and you say, you know, I, I, I think this is what God is telling me to do. Well, what you do is you take a step in that direction. And, and sometimes what happens is we run in that direction. And by the time we sprinted, you know, and we look back and we say, oh, wait, that might not have been God. But if we take a step by faith and we reevaluate and we, we listen and we pray and we, 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 we get wise counsel and then we still feel like this is God, then you take another step. And then you do the same thing. You evaluate and you get wise counsel and you pray and you, 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 you just bring it to God again and you take another step. You know what that's called? That's called walking by faith. That's what that's called. And so it takes faith. Um, here's another thing in talking about being led by God is that you can be led by knowing what not to do. By knowing what not to do. Does that make sense? Um, you know, when we're talking about getting direction from God, many times we're looking for, God, what do I do? Show me what to do. But here in, in Acts uh, chapter 16, the Bible shows us about Paul. And Paul was getting ready to go to Asia to preach the word, but it says that, that he was forbidden by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit said, no, don't go there. And then he says, okay, maybe I got to go to, to, to uh, Mysia. They tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. He came to that place by knowing and by learning where not to go. And I think that that, that, is, that is also very, you know, vital in being led by God is, you know, sometimes we're looking for, uh, give me this. But God will say, don't go to A, don't go to C, and by eliminating A and C, then that leaves B. And so by, by, by doing those things, you can go ahead and walk towards B and be, be sensitive to what God is, is sharing, showing, showing you to do. Yeah, and, and I think that's, that's so spot on because a lot of times we're, we're asking God, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? Um, I was just talking with a friend of mine today who owns a business, and um, there's a, a, a lawsuit um, that is just totally bogus. And... Um, he was talking to me about it, and he was just saying, you know, I, I haven't even, like, looked at it yet. He has his own legal department, his own legal people and everything to handle it. And, um, but he said, he said, I know one thing that I'm not going to do. I'm not going to be distracted. Because it is. It's a distraction. It's trying to take away from what God's doing through his company. 
and his company has allowed him to share his testimony all over the United States. And so in that situation, he may not have the immediate answer, but he knows that he can be led by what not to do. He's not going to take up an offense. He's not going to get distracted and let the enemy have his way with it. He's not going to back down and cave um, from the original vision and, and destiny that God has given him through his company and, and what God called him to do. Uh, another thing uh, that we'd like to add is that uh, the problems that you may face after you make a decision that maybe you felt God uh, was uh, calling you to do, uh, if there were to be any problems that you would encounter or just any strife or friction, uh, that do, that's not a determining factor of whether you heard God or not. And, and I'll explain. Um, you know, sometimes, like, if you remember the story I shared last week, uh, I, I was in a gas station and I, and I felt led to, to go and um, fill this person's gas tank up and, and to just share that God loved them. Well, that could have folded out in many different ways. I mean, that, he could have just been like, hey, I'm, I'm good. Don't talk to me. But in this case, he was just, you know, just so blessed by it. Now, let's say that he said, hey, you're crazy, man. But God, sowed, there was a seed sown in there. And I might not see the results of that. But let's just say that God is trying to get a hold of this person and there's someone else that's going to try to do the same thing maybe the following week. And someone else is going to mention God to him and he's going to go ahead and put this together and say, I think God's trying to get a hold of me. Well, you might not have been part of reaping that, but you were part of sowing a seed. And that seed has its place. And so just because there's friction or just because there might be uh, a problem or, or it might not pan out the way you thought, it doesn't mean that you miss God. I mean, I don't think the devil would have told me to go fill his gas tank up with gas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think the devil wants us to be kind and to help people. I don't think that's the devil. I, sometimes we just, I, if it's, is it me? Is it God? Is it the devil? Is, like, is it the burrito I ate last night? Like, I don't know. Like, is it, I don't know what's, if it's, this is something I should do. It's like, well, think about it. If it's going to edify somebody, if it's love, it's certainly not the devil. And let's say it's not God. You still love somebody, and I think you're going to be okay, and I think the other person's going to be okay. So just because there's a problem, it doesn't mean that. I mean, just based off of that, I think the early church wouldn't have made it. Like, they, they faced persecution for preaching the gospel. They got thrown in jail. And, and you know what they did? You know what their prayer was? They said, Lord, you know, our prayer would be, God, do something against these guys so we can preach the gospel. You know what their prayer was? It's like, God, give us more boldness. So that we can still preach the gospel no matter what. Um, I, I, was, I had the privilege to go to Bible school 10 years ago. I'm originally from Washington State, born and raised. And so when I was 18, I felt the call to go to the state of Oklahoma to study there uh, at, a, at a specific Bible school. And so I hopped in my truck and I started to leave. You know, I had th my, my, my things together and I was going and I, I knew that God had called me to go. Like this was something that I felt. God was telling me to do. It wasn't like, you know, God opened up the heavens. It wasn't anything specific. It was just that still small voice. There was that peace. This is that knowing inside your spirit that this is what I have to do um, to take the next step in what God has called me to do. I'm 18 years old. I'm leaving. Uh, the moment I leave Washington into Oregon, I, I encounter problems with my truck. You know, I might have had maybe a little over $1,000 in my pocket. And, uh, moment I go into Oregon, my, my truck just starts to, 
to, to mess up. And, and I'm thinking, this isn't good. Like, I just left. And the temptation right there was, maybe I missed it. But you know what I did? I said, all right, let's get this fixed. I spent about 350 bucks. I had to change out an alternator. And uh, within a few hours, I'm ready to go, right? A little bump in the road. I, I, I continue on my journey, and I, I spent a night in Idaho, and then uh, I started driving again. Well, the next day, I'm crossing this, in the state of Wyoming, and uh, I kind of have this issue again where I can't go beyond uh, 60 miles an hour and even, even, even slower than that without my truck just trying to, like, it almost seemed like it was going to stop. Well, then I pull into a, a, a shop, and I'm like, you know, inside me, I'm like, ah, oh, come on, God, you called me to do this. Like, what's, what's going on? Well, I, I, I stopped in the shop, and, and I, I just happened to turn in with my tires. Have you ever pulled in a parking lot, and you kind of just turn, and you leave the tires turned? You don't straighten the wheels? Well, I did that, and the mechanic comes out, and as he's looking in the, under the hood of my truck, he sees my tire, my passenger tire, and there's this huge bulge on my tire. And he's like, whoa, you know, he freaks out. He's like, you can't drive like that. You know, you blow a tire and, you know, it can, it can cost you your life. That's just not good. And so now I have two problems, right? I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't have stopped by. No, but it was totally God. And, you know, long story short, he tells me, this is a specific tire size. It's custom. Um, I'm going to have to order it. And it's about another $300. And it's not going to come till about two weeks. And I'm in the middle of Wyoming. I'm from Washington, <laughs> I'm in the middle of Wyoming. I still have a long ways to go. And I called some people up, and some of the advice was just terrible. Like somebody told me uh, from my family, like, hey, just ditch the truck, use the money you got, buy a plane ticket, come home. <laughs> because, you know, you're, you don't know anybody there, and obviously, you know, this isn't working out. Well, that same night, I had to stay there, and I, went, I rented a motel. Um, and I, I got with the Lord, and I'm like, Lord, I feel like you called me to do this, and if you called me to do this, you got to make a way. Um, but anything that God calls you to do, whether it is something to share your faith, or whether it's a big decision like going across the country, or a job change, or whatever it is, you best believe that if it's God, the enemy will try to fight you on that. And that's why I say that problems don't determine whether you heard God or not. Uh, it is what you heard. It is if it's according to God's word. It is if it is indeed what God is saying. That's what determines whether it is or not. It is your faith in that. And so um, the next day, you know, I, I just believed that God was saying, I've called you to do this. And so the next day I went to another spot and I had another mechanic look at it and say, at a tire shop, I said, tell me, can I still drive on this? And he's like, absolutely not. And he takes a look at it and he says, what size is that? He says, hey, listen, I have, I have that size tire in my parts truck that I brought today to work. And I'll sell it to you for 50 bucks and put you on, put this on uh, right now and you can be on your way. For $50, I got my tire changed. I got my, 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 uh, the other thing fixed and I was on my way. And, and by God's grace, I made it. Um, it wasn't the way I, I thought it would be. It, there were some things and some things that, that, that tried to stop me, but I made it. And I can say if I didn't, if I had given up, I wouldn't be here today because that's where I met my wife. And she is from here and we're here today. Why? Because I wasn't, I didn't allow a problem to tell me that I didn't hear from God. Problems don't, don't determine that. Uh, God, the devil will try to oppose what God is doing. And if you can just have faith, if you can stay sensitive, if you can continue to walk it out and just believe God, God will show up. Yeah. And I just want to share a, a, a quick 
quick story, and then I'll, I'll just pass it back to you to wrap up for time's sake, um, about missing it and, and pushing through. Um, so just really quickly, um, we were at a, at a restaurant, and there were these, these four people sitting across the aisle from us. And I felt like God was highlighting this one woman. So after we got done eating, I walked over there and I just said, you know what? I really feel like God's sharing something with me. And I started going into it. He was giving me words. And I'm like, I feel like this, this, and this. And she's like, no. And there's, uh, there's four women sitting there, a woman across the bench or whatever, the booth. She's sitting there over there going. And she's like, and she's over here going. And I'm like okay. And, and she's like, no, no, no. And I was like, okay. And in that moment I was like, okay, I, I can either just like bail on this one or what do I do here? But then she said to me after I stood there and I, and she probably felt awkward because I didn't know what to do. I'm standing there like, she just looked at me. She said, how about you just pray? And I said, okay, I will. But if I would have bailed, on something that I knew that God was leading me in, um, I would not have been able to, to pray for her and, and show that to the people there. But we got to wrap things up. We're running late. And I'll just say this, that, um, you know, being led by God and, and, and our Christian walk is a partnership. This is something that started with God, and this is something that is intended to continue with God and to finish with God. It's a partnership. We need God, and God chose to need us. Whether that's you fulfilling your will, the, the God-given calling on your life or just stepping out and sharing with somebody, whatever it is. Um, and, and really, this isn't something that should be a burden for us. Uh, the worst thing that can happen when, when trying to step out and be led by God is that you miss it, right? I mean, that's the worst thing that can happen. You know what? God still has grace even when we miss it. Even when we think that this was God and we said something or we made a decision and it wasn't, God still has grace on you and it doesn't disqualify you to keep doing it because you can develop that and you can impact God's kingdom. Amen? Let's go ahead and pray. I'd love to pray for you right where you are. Um, I just pray that this helped somebody tonight. Uh, it, It was a different approach, different way to do this, but... We just pray that this conversation helped somebody um, and, and whatever, you know, wherever you're at in your journey with Jesus, uh, God so desires to talk to you. He so desires to use you. And, and all you have to do is accept that and just walk that out and just let him do what he does best and use you to bring life where there's death, to bring strength where there's brokenness, to bring the gospel to everybody that's around you. Father, we thank you, Jesus, for for just speaking to us tonight, Lord. We thank you for your presence in this place. God, I ask that there would be a spirit of faith in this place, Jesus. I pray, Heavenly Father, that um, as your word says, that your sheep recognize your voice. I pray, Lord Jesus, that that we would become familiar, more and more familiar with your voice. We silence the voice of the enemy and we cancel his plans. And we ask Jesus that, that, there, that as we step out and as we trust you, God, and as we're led by you, that you would fulfill your word. We thank you, Lord, that that's not on us. The pressure is not on us, God, but we are to believe and we are to just have faith. And you are the miracle worker. You are the performer. You are the one that fulfills your word. It's not us. 
And we thank you, Jesus, that there's no pressure on us, but we would just let you be God and let you do your will through us. Lord, I ask that you would give us opportunities to be led by you, Lord, to share our faith, that you would give us opportunities, Lord, that as we uh, are living this life, that different challenges and different changes would not push us aside. It wouldn't distract us. It wouldn't knock us down, but it would only point us to you and that we would say with confidence, this is an opportunity to show God and to be used by God in this. I thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I also want to pray for if there's anybody in this place tonight, uh, we never like to share a message, we never like to teach without giving an opportunity to somebody to receive Jesus. With every eye closed and every head bowed, I want to just give this invitation tonight. If you're in this place and you have not made that decision to follow Jesus, you have not surrendered your life to Jesus, you know if you do and you know if you haven't, and you're here tonight and you say, you know what, I want to be led by God. I want to hear God. I want to give my life to Jesus. I don't want to live for myself anymore. I want to live for something greater. If you want to hear God, the Bible says that it's his sheep that hears his voice. And so I want to just give you this invitation. It's just you and God. And if that's you tonight, you say, pray for me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Would you just shoot your hand up right now? Just lift up your hand. I'm not going to ask for you to come up here yet. God bless you, man. Is there anybody else that says, pray for me? Pray for me. I want to receive Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to go ahead and pray. And uh, I'm going to invite everybody to pray this. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, that you will be saved. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to say a prayer with our mouth out loud. But we're not only going to say that, we're going to believe what we're praying. Let's say this together, church. Let's say, oh God, I come to you as I am. And I give you my heart. I give you the good and I give you the bad. And I recognize that I need you. I surrender my life to you. I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior. Rule and reign in me. Use me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you give it up for all of those who made that decision tonight?